breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M McCarty. You look very nice today. Oh, do I? Okay. Well, thank you. Did I just set myself up for a sexual harassment suit? <laughs> you look very pretty. No, here's what women say to that. Is that, that Robert used to get so angry at this because they would say. What, I look like crap yesterday? Oh, exactly. Right. I thought about that. So you, you look, can't win. You, you look really nice today. Well, I look like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what what about like yesterday? yesterday? Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Well, yeah, frankly, you did. You were wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt and a headband. Hey, I didn't have a drawstring pants just, on yesterday. I have regular bridges. I'm not saying you. I'm saying I know, in I know, general. I know. Yes. I, I did a lot of work yesterday on a story that uh, is now at keelnews.com. It is a... And only uh, at keelnews.com. Yeah, right now. Everybody else will have it later today. It is a possible legal action by Shanerica Flemings, the former clerk of the council. She has hired a Baton Rouge law firm, Jill Kraft, attorney at law. And um, she has filed an equal employment opportunity complaint against the city of Shreveport and a Louisiana human rights violation complaint. And look, I'm not saying she doesn't have a case. Mm-hmm, I'm, don't I'm not saying that. Yeah, I don't know. But if... But in the letter, it does say, subject to sexual harassment and unwelcome advances. And one of the quotes was, you look nice today mm-hmm. in a particular outfit or something. Right. So I, you can't compliment a lady that she looks nice? Is that I, Am I, I so old-fashioned now that that's just, you can't do it anymore? I'm not sure. I don't know. She uh, she says Councilman Gary Brooks made inappropriate sexual and race-based comments in her presence and made sexual and racist comments that were unwanted, inappropriate, and offensive. Well, that's not acceptable. Um, I, understand. I understand that. Uh, he says, she says he made derogatory comments about African Americans uh, regarding types of food and drinks they purchase at his club and his restaurant. Um, she went on to make all kinds of allegations. She also, quoting the charter, saying that she was illegally terminated, that the charter requires a, a two-thirds vote of the council to fire her, uh, and they only had four votes, which would have, they would have needed, three, yeah, right. they would have needed five. Um, I looked at the charter, and that, and that, that, um, two-thirds vote is when someone is, is charged like are there some allegations against the person then you, you would need it. now this is just an at will firing you know i don't know uh, this is i'm not a lawyer so i don't know what the rules will be with regard to that um i do know that i called miss fleming's attorney in baton rouge and i spoke to one of the lawyers that is handling this case and they said they wish that this not come forward that they're going to hopefully they can settle it behind closed doors they're asking for an amicable settlement with the city of Shreveport 
if they don't get that, Miss Fleming, they are putting the city on notice of her intent to pursue court action if such a resolution cannot be reached. So what is an amicable settlement? Uh, cash. Right. Cash. But, but, but I don't think she'd take that job back. I'd be shocked if she took that job back. Uh, you know, would you? No. Not but, a chance. No. Um, does she want more than cash? Does she want one of the, you know, Mr. Brooks's head on a platter? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, I did reach out to Mr. Brooks as well, and he said uh, he would only comment if he was given permission to do so by his attorney, Allison Jones. And this Jill Craft in Baton Rouge is kind of the equivalent of Shreveport's Allison Jones. She handles these kind of cases in Baton Rouge. She's kind of well-known for that. Um, and so since Flemings couldn't get Jones here because she was already representing Brooks, she went and got, you know, the person in Baton Rouge who handled these kind of cases. So uh, we will see what happens. I, I it, it took a minute to get this letter now Look, because Kraft and the, her, Fleming's attorney wasn't going to release it. And I finally got it from the city after, you know, after saying, I know this letter exists. Okay, if it, and I don't know that it wasn't, but if it was so bad while she was there, why is this the first we're hearing about it? That's the problem. And I Because spoke, you're yeah. fired now? You're going to, you're going right. to say, oh, it was so bad. And we, and, and Allison Jones, who again represents Gary Brooks, says there are text messages where Flemings is the one reaching out. To right, Brooks, right. going, can I come over and have a steak at your restaurant and things like that? We don't know what's true yet. We don't right, know, right, you know right. what's out there. This is going to open up now. It's going to open up, you know, let's see all the text messages. Let's see what really did occur. But in this letter, I mean, the, the racial slur is literally mentioned. And and it's, it's slanted how it's worded, making it look like Brooks um, was calling somebody that word. When everybody has all that was at the table has told me he was quoting a Chris Rock joke. I'm not saying it's right. I please don't hear that. But I'm saying it's it's the way she's worded it in the letter doesn't make it clear how he was using the word. Well, um, even when we spoke to Allison Jones a few weeks ago, even she said contextually you have to take that into consideration. Right. How the word was used, and it should never be used. It's not. The, I'm not the saying that is there's. Not, yeah. I'm a, but it wasn't. Well, it, it, and but I, but her letter takes it out of context. How it was you? You know what I mean? She's that's twisting what I'm it. Yeah, yes. she's twisting it the other way. So you know you can't have your cake and eat it too. Here you got to be sure that context. Uh, you know you you have it all in context. So I don't know where this is going to end. I did look to see uh, if EEOC complaints are public. They are not. Uh, they're completely private, and so you can't have access to that. The city does have to be notified under EEOC laws within 10 days of a complaint being filed, and that's exactly what this letter is. She, once she filed the EEOC complaint, she has 10 days to notify the the party that aggrieved her that she's filed it. And so apparently within the last 10 days, she filed the EEOC complaint, and so this attorney is now following the law. So where do we go from here? It's, you know, yet another bombshell at city hall that who knows where it's going to end the clown show continues let's fix some potholes let's keep some lights on in ring three ladies and gentlemen yeah yeah now the mayor's going to join us in studio at 6 40 not talking about this obviously right it's a legal procedure can't do that but we are going to talk about mardi gras apparently a deal was struck Mm -hmm. and uh between the two major crews the big parades on uh crew of centaur and crew of Mm -hmm. gemini 
and uh, we'll get the details. Uh, Ricky Bridges from Centaur will be here with him. So they're going to be here together. I think holding hands, yeah, singing kumbaya. I think they might even sing a tune. Where did that come from? I have Do, no. Has clue. anybody ever sat around and sing kumbaya? I don't know. I don't know. And when we get back, um, I know you're waiting on pins and needles. Um, brisket update. <laughs> I got go to lunch with people yesterday. They're like, "Is the brisket okay?" Did Bo get the brisket? Oh, we'll tell you about that next. One hundred one seven FM. More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I, I don't even feel guilty about Bo. You don't? No. Okay. Not, good. No. So, uh, so you, you, we, we checked the camera yesterday morning. You have security cameras in your home. Mm hmm. I do. Um, so. Report security systems. Yes, I need to call them. By the mm-hmm. way, look, look, the 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 brisket looked good. Here's the story. If you don't know it yet, um, I judged the Heroes Barbecue on Friday, and when you judge that best gig on earth, by yeah. the way, please invite me back. Debbie, um, Debbie must have lost my phone number. Hey, she's got your your mom, your wife's number. Though. Yeah, I know. She does have that. <laughs> Because you gave it to her. No, I, didn't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> anyway, I uh, when you judge that, you judge brisket, uh, ribs, and chicken. Right. And so Friday we had 20 pieces of chicken, 20 ribs, and 20 pieces of brisket. You take a tiny bite, but still 60 bites. They box bites, up the rest. They box up the rest. Because you're not going to take it out and You sell take it. it home. Exactly. Right. right. So I took home all that meat. And I realized I don't have a, a son with me now because like the last couple of times I judged, he went through all that barbecue and, you know, in a week it's gone. And I can't eat that much that fast. And so I thought, I've got this pile of brisket. I really shouldn't be eating brisket like this. So I boxed it up, got it all ready in a nice, the nice go box and then the bag and um, set it on the kitchen table to bring it to y'all yesterday. And I go out of the house, got all my stuff. I forgot your brisket. But I left it on the kitchen table, and I meant it for you and old Ruby over there to right. to, to enjoy some brisket, and left but it. Left it on the table, and I didn't feed Bo yesterday morning because I thought I'll feed him at lunch time. I had a luncheon to go to, so I'll go feed him right before I go to lunch, and then he'll take a little nap, and then I'll come back and walk him. But anyway, get home, look right there at the t- and, and the brisket was safe. It was safe. <laughs> so he didn't hop up. He didn't go get it. We had we we had a black and tan coon hound whose paws were like fingers, literally oh, they were so long. Wow! And when she stood up, she was six feet tall. Holy she, cow! They're, you know they're tall dogs, so paws could go up on your shoulders. Oh yeah, and then but and she she'd stand up on the counter and reach up like a raccoon, grab whatever she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very well aware of dogs' capabilities. So the the brisket was out about four hours. I got it back in the fridge. And I brought it today, so y'all have brisket. You know, I I, I advise you to uh, Ruben, y'all can I, split I, it up however you want. I, I did look in the box. Yeah, Bo must have gotten in. There's only a few pieces. Oh, it's not hey, worth, he's I lying see. to you. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. worth giving up. I'll, uh, yeah, he is so lying to you. <laughs> I'll go but, check it out. Yeah, I'll yeah. Check out the oh. I, I put it in the fridge, by the way. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll. And she brought a couple baggies for us, so we can. We got a lot to talk about this morning, Congressman Mike Johnson. I, I couldn't Could go be to bed. I couldn't go to bed last night because I, I was I was kept reading all these stories about you know he's it, it's between him and and Jeffries. 
I'm looking at the, the 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 interview and they're all standing behind him and they're screaming Mike. I'm not like I know him. I know. I know him. He's a friend of mine. He's a buddy. Yeah. He's my boy. I know. Got his digits. Aaron, that's look. I think he's going to get some new night, digits though. I bet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, honestly, I I tempered my enthusiasm because they're blowing through nominees like. Right. You know, like a, a bowl of popcorn. I mean, yes. it's so. And I hope he's, I hope. I mean, Emmer wasn't, he was oh, four hours was, yeah. you know, in, yeah. before he pulled out. I, I look at um, Mike and, and, and Mike knows how I feel about him. I mean, I want him on my kickball team. I've told him that often. <laughs> but I, but I look yeah, at him. Yeah, that wasn't thrilling news to I him, know, by the way. I didn't love that. I want the Speaker of the House on my kickball team. Okay, now he's hot. He is getting hotter as he ages, by the way. Just FYI. If you know him, you can tell him I said that. But I look at him almost like a younger brother. And I'm worried he's about to get put in a blender. You know, yeah, today is going to be the Mike Johnson blender. Exactly. And uh, I'm but cringing you know what? about I, what's going to happen. I'm not worried about. No, I'm not worried that they're going to go, oh, look at these texts to this no scandal I'm, like that but you know all of his votes i mean last night one of the reporters from abc you know asked while he's standing there celebrating said do you stand by your vote to overturn the election and they were like we're not talking policy right now but one of the republican ladies an older lady made a horrible mistake she looked at that reporter and she said shut up no. Take the high ground, folks. That's what we want to see from you. We want to see the high ground. We don't want to see you getting down in the mud with these reporters who are going to go there. It's just not time. Take the high ground. Let's let's show some decorum. But see, but, th- there is no decorum, Aaron. Did you see the rant from Sheila Jackson Lee? Have you heard that? You told me about it this morning. It's bad. It looks bad. Oh, she's calling her own staffers ignorant MFers, Ooh, you, wow. you know, I mean, wow. the language is would make a dock worker blush. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's sad. It would it's just, sad. There's just no. no I, and I understand this is a private conversation between her and one of her staffers, uh, but apparently it was recorded by somebody. Uh, mm. I mean, there's just no decorum. Yeah. Our guests are here. We're going to have a good 6.30 hour. Mayor Tom Arsenault and uh, Ricky Bridges mm-hmm. from the crew of Centaur going to talk about the agreement that uh, that they came to for this uh, Mardi Gras parades coming up this year. It's a one-time agreement from what I understand. A one Looks year? like a one-year agreement, yeah. We'll get all the details coming up uh, at about 6.40, Mike and McCarty. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Stories of the Day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. We are in studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault along with Ricky Bridges from the crew of Centaur. Uh, everybody seems to be smiling. Everybody seems to be happy. They're not holding hands. But uh, but we seem to be doing okay. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Everybody, uh, Ruben, another mic uh, on for the mayor. We're uh, switch over. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I got to turn mine on too, don't I? Yeah. Okay, and turn, <laughs> the, if, turn the other one off, Rube. The, nope. The one between them. <laughs> we got like 15 mics. There, there we, we go. There you got it. It's a new room. 
It's awesome in here. It is. It is, it is awesome in here. So everybody happy? Yes, sir. Ricky, yes. you happy? I'm tickled to death. So tell us about what the, what changes were agreed to. Where are we, and and uh, what what can we look forward to? Uh, the biggest uh, biggest change is that we have, uh, between the efforts of the crews, visit FreeportBosier dot org, uh, and uh, our police uh, our police department, uh, with some help from the lieutenant governor, uh, we have found sufficient post-certified people to man the parade so that we will be able to handle both the African-American parade and the Centaur parade on February the 3rd. And now that so, was your biggest concern was security. It was. So it where was. are the post-certified officers uh, from? Where are they coming? Uh, they're coming from a variety of places. Uh, of course, our own people, uh, Caddo Sheriff, State Police, and Probation and Parole. Cool. Okay. And they all have arrest authorities? They and... all have arrest authorities. Okay. So we're very comfortable with uh, the numbers of people that we're going to be able to do. It, as it turns out, the probation and parole people have some parade experience because they've done this in some other communities, which is a real plus. So we feel that once we had the safety uh, issues and there were some small, really what I consider to be small ancillary issues that we... Uh, had to get through, most of which were things that were already in place that we just wanted to have a little bit better enforceability with. And the uh, the crews were very cooperative in, uh, in understanding what we were trying to do once we explained it, and we were able to work all those things out. Ricky, the start time of 2.45, a wrap-up time at 7 p.m., uh, any concerns about making that happen? No, we believe we can get it done. Uh, like I say, we started at 3 o'clock last year, so it's just another 15 minutes. And uh, we feel like that uh, we're going to cut out some of the specialty units this like year. Like the marching bands and dance units, we're, those kinds of we're things? still considering marching band and the Shriners, and it's just some of the little small mini floats that we had. We're, uh, we're going to limit them this year, and... Uh, we have a our parade marshal. He walks the route in front of us and paces it. So I told him to kick it up a notch this year. So uh, so the pace will be a little faster. Well, that's uh, we're going to do our best to make the mayor's deadline, and uh, I think we'll accomplish that. Okay, and, he just uh, said we're going to do our best to make the mayor's deadline. If they don't make the mayor's deadline, do they go to timeout? <laughs> Well, we have we we do have a a, a series of uh, stipulated damages uh, for those that those would be breaches of the contract. We have stipulated damages. Uh, I'm I'm not planning to be there uh, trying to jot down every little thing that goes wrong. Uh, it it really is there to make sure that the parade doesn't have big breaks in it uh, and that it progresses in a time that it will finish. About the time the the parade has always been supposed to be four hours, and so that's really not a difference. And we we were just looking for a way to make sure that it happened. We have a lot of responsibilities after the parade, clean sure. up that mm -hmm. kind of thing, and so it's very important to us that the parade end at a reasonable time, which we think seven o'clock is, and that we are able to then turn the parade route back into a road and a neighborhood. 
You told I'm, us. Uh, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say I, I'm glad we came to the compromise of allowing marching bands. I mean, a lot of kids they, they love doing that, and they mm-hmm. bring a lot of family members. If you got a band with you know 50 students, they're going to bring family members along the parade route, right? And uh, so I'm, I'm glad the, I'm glad you're still going to be able to include some of those ancillary units. And it's always fun the Shriners and their you know. The, the the things the clowns and the big cars that they bring or those little ones and yes, right. those exactly. are so much fun. Mayor, you told us previously a few weeks ago you said money's not the issue with regard to security. That it was it was a matter of finding the people. You found the people. Um, I assume the city is going to foot the bill for the paying for the the security that's coming in. Uh, we are as long as we don't get some assistance from some other people, and we think we will get some assistance from some other people. Who? Uh, I'm not at liberty to say at this point, but we're in we're in discussions with some other people to perhaps give us a little bit of uh, of financial assistance, mainly because there are groups that that get significant benefit from these parades, public groups mm-hmm. that get significant benefits from these parades, um, and the city bears all of the cost of of security and cleanup and setup and all of that, so. Uh, with the with the help of some other agencies, we have some, I would say, back-channel discussions going on with some other agencies. Now, this is a, a one-time agreement for this year. Is uh, is this going to be the, a template for, you know, many years to come? Or We, we, we hope that it will be a template for a longer-term agreement next year. Um, probably a three-year agreement. I don't necessarily want to, although I'm, I'm planning to be in office for two terms, uh, I don't necessarily want to hamper whoever is the mayor, uh, in a second term, but, uh, because we were making some significant, uh, changes in the process and the procedure, we thought it would be good to get a year under our belt. Uh, to see what happens. Uh, the fact that it's a one-year deal is in no way an indication that it might not happen in 2025. We fully intend for these parades to happen in 2025. Could we, we line up what security we have now? Could we line them up and go, hey, here's our dates next year? You guys, I, get Obviously, we have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know that in order to have the, one of the great things about these parades is that they will be able to have their traditional route from Lake Street all the way to East Preston. Uh, and that requires some additional people. And, uh, it was, uh, we had a lot of cooperation from people, uh, in the law enforcement business. And we expect that that would continue. And, but, but it is something that we would have to arrange. I would, I would guess that in those years, uh, and it isn't every year that we have the conflict, but in those years when there is no conflict, there will be relatively easy access to the number of people because that's less people for us to to have the two parades and it doesn't always affect centaur in fact i think the next time it occurs it affects gemini yeah. 20, ricky ricky bridges ricky bridges with the crew of centaur um you're you know I, i've ridden in your parade many times uh, i know a lot of your people i know a lot of people gemini they're they're very proud of showing off their floats at night yes ma'am um are you guys comfortable with never parading at night again? Do you hope that can come back? Well, we always would like for that to happen because of the, you know, the money we spend on the lights and the people like that. And uh, I, I'm not a weather guy, but I, 
think we will end up with a small amount of dark on this mm-hmm. route because it would be the time change. But uh, I think we're going to be fine. And uh, like I say, we we appreciate the mayor and the chief, and they've worked hard with us. And uh, we're just we're glad it's over and we can move forward and uh, have a great parade. Okay, let's shift gears, Mayor Tom Arsenault. Um, crew of Highland, where are we on on any changes for that parade? It goes through a neighborhood. It's a long route. Um, where are you on getting that one an agreement with them? Have you reached that? Is, does this include them? It, it doesn't include them. We still have yet to meet with Highland. Highland's a different circumstance, uh, but we're going to ask for many of the same kinds of things in terms of the running of the parade uh, itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what we were faced with was uh, we had what I call a nuclear option or no option. And that is you either shut down the parade or you don't let them have the parade or you ignore the breaks in the parade and, and all of that and you just express frustration. So the reason that the contract is structured a different way is so that we have increments where if there are minor infractions, we have a way of dealing with those without shutting down the parade or saying you can't have your parade next year. So is, is the number of security needed for Highland as, as much as the, the uh, other parades? It, it is because Highland, uh, Highland is almost exclusively in neighborhoods. So mm-hmm. you have lots of intersections and, and, you know, those Highland blocks are relatively short. So you have lots of barricades and that, and things like that. So it is it is probably more difficult to provide security for Highland than it is otherwise. The other the other thing is many of those Highland streets are very narrow, and trying to enforce the you can only park on one side or you can't park on either side mm-hmm. of the streets during the parade. The reason for that is not inconvenience; it's so that fire trucks could get through. And that's a real serious concern. If, mm-hmm. if an event should occur, we need to be able to get our emergency personnel to the scene. Is the long-term answer to this, and I'll let either, either one of you address, is the long-term answer to this maybe bringing Bozier back to the table and using the parkways, uh, something completely different than what we've done before? Uh, that's a possibility. Um, I think we are considering maybe reaching out to Bozier for 2025 and see what involvement they would be into it and uh mayor uh tommy chandler has said he would be interested uh, he, mm-hmm. i think he was open to the idea of uh bringing mardi gras back to bozier would you like to see that mayor I, well you know it's a shreveport bozier event and so if there is a way for the two cities to cooperate to have these events i think that would be uh healthy and but we're we're prepared to move forward uh, there never was any intent to not have these parades. We just had to have them under circumstances. You're not anti-Mardi Gras. You've heard I, that. I'm, I'm not. I've, I've heard that. I am uh, not opposed to these parades. We always you intended go? to have Do you them. go to the parades? Will you I ride? Typi- I typically don't go to the parades. <laughs> okay, there's some movement to do a parade in Southern Hills. Um, the, the, there's a new crew, I think, that's brewing. Are we going to allow a new parade, or are you, are you kind of holding off on that right now? 
as far as I know, they haven't approached us about uh, about a new parade and what the route would be and what the requirements would be. So I'm not able to answer that question today. Okay. I want to do a St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> it's my, I do. I want to do a St. Patrick's Day parade. It's my understanding. I think they're looking at St. Vincent Mall okay. as of right now unless something else changes. That's and one last thing before we let you go. Um, th- there was a lot of criticism from both crews, and I spoke to both of the leaders you know, and, and several members that they were late to the party. They felt like they were late to the party, that they were kind of called into the August meeting and had been left out of the loop. Um, Can you guys do that better next year, Mayor? We certainly will do that better next year. We just had a lot of issues to work through and, and try and figure out what we thought our options were. And we wanted to have those options laid out before we met with the crews. And that's the reason for the delay. It just took a while. You may recall that the first part of my term... We had a, a number of crises, crises that mm-hmm. that yes. that interrupted a lot of what we were trying to do, and 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 those affected the police department specifically. And as a result of that, we were just a little slow being able to get our act together. Gotcha. And mayor. the mayor has assured me that we're going to meet early this year. Okay, next good, year. So good, we're good, good. Thank you guys for coming in. Appreciate it. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Thank you. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, Ricky Bridges in studio, Mike and McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710Keel. I have to say, I'm glad they're leaving some of the uh, ancillary units in, some that of the is, specialty units. That's good news. I, know, I do Seems know like they, it came to, that's a nice resolution that mm-hmm. they've come to. I think they have to have a wreckers every five floats, something like that is part of it. In case somebody breaks down, they want to get them out of the Because you and I both know, if you're watching the parade with your friends or family, and there's a long gap in the parade, oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. when people get restless. They run out in the street, they, crawl, they throw footballs across the street, they... And that's when things can go wrong. That's when kids can get hit by vehicles. That's when um, drunks can do stupid things. So they're trying to avoid that, and I get that completely. I know along Shreveport Barksdale Highway, they have those metal barriers. I wish they could do more, and and I'm not saying they do a poor job, but, Aaron, it seems like every year the crowds are just on top of the floats. Mm-hmm. And that and that would Especially be Especially in the Highland Parade. And they're yeah. in the middle of the streets and that would be something that the crews could make if if they really made a diff wanted to make a difference they would tell everybody no handing stuff off the float no more oh yeah no We're, and i know they have those specialty throws and they like doing that and they give to their friends and all that you know what save those and give them to your friends at a party later yeah let's throw everything to the back back the crowds up yes then we don't have kids getting run over we don't have dangerous situations and I know and people like to come right up. Parade down, right? Slow, those drivers are watching out for people in the middle. Stay out of the street. Stay out yeah. of the way of the parade. If you if you only throw to people behind the barricades, it's a game changer. A yeah. game changer. And they try to do it in New Orleans, but they again they hand their bags down to the people right below the float. They hand it to little kids on daddy's shoulder. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you could accomplish that or not. I know there's I know. a lot of my I know. friends That's going, those... no way, we love doing that. You know, whatever. 
What I know I smashed a guy's hand for jumping up on my float one day. He was trying to jump up and grab stuff off, uh, and I took one of the cups and I <laughs> slammed it down on his hand. Good. And he looked at me and called me some lovely names, and it wasn't sweet child of Jesus. Right. Um, but I looked at him and I'm like, jump Again, up here and grab he's my the stuff. aggressor, but then you're the you're yeah, the problem. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean. Don't jump up and grab stuff. No. People do stupid things. They do. And uh, you've got to be ready for it. You think? Oh, Lord. Uh, mm. Exciting news. I'm, uh, again, I'm tempering my enthusiasm. Mike Johnson uh, could be the or is the nominee for Speaker of the House. They mm-hmm. could have their vote today. They better have a vote today. He needs 218 votes. Mm-hmm. Thick skin, being, Mike. Thick I'm, skin. Yeah. I'm not being... I'm, Again, they're going through they're going through nominees like yeah. nobody's business. So right. I'm I'm holding on to my enthusiasm, but uh, it sure is exciting for we know our him. congressman. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and they couldn't get a better man. I was they a good could guy. Not get a better man. Definitely a good guy. Uh, Scott Hughes will talk to us about that after the news. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel.